0: It's all about technology this week. 5, five, five four, 4, 3, three two, two, 2, 1, one zero, zero. 0. Dead Air. Hello everyone and welcome to the Dead Air Podcast. I'm Nick. And I'm not virtual. That is Rob, who is very much real. Now in the last few episodes of the podcast we have veered off the technology track a little bit yeah well we're going to get back on track this week with loads of technology can I do a bit of housekeeping before we go go sure no problem you know Kev orkean the yeah. uh, comedian stroke pianist yep he's just launched his new website kevlive.com kevlive.com yep he's doing loads of touring and whatever so check that out okay cool well speaking of websites I'd like to mention that uh, pauldanielslive.co.uk has been updated yep with all of Paul's tour dates and the tour is starting on... This week? This week. Sixth. Sixth. So we want to wish Paul and Debbie good luck with the show. And uh, can I also take this opportunity to thank them again for their hospitality last week? Yeah, go on then. Okay. Thanks, guys. We loved staying with you. And uh, we're looking forward to seeing you in Rill. Hmm. Are you looking forward to it, Rob? Um, you don't look very excited. Well, how, how would you like me to be excited? I don't excited? know. I don't know what someone looks like when they're, when they're excited, but not like that. Okay, I'll try harder. Hang on a minute. You just look lost. Yippee! That's You're getting there. Well, maybe you'll get more excited nearer the time. Sitting in my room with my headphones on I listen to Nick and Rob and my troubles are gone I hear dead air, the dead air podcast show 3D printing again. Yeah, we were the first people to talk about 3D printing. Yep, but this is a new twist. Uh, 3D printing in colour. You can already do that. Oh, okay. Um, they've... Uh, the guys at MakerBot oh, yes. who make the 3D printers. Yeah. There are other 3D printers available. Yeah, but then that was good. No. Uh, well, I don't know. There may be. <laughs> um, they've made a, a digitizer where you can put your uh, object on it and it'll shine lasers at you it. You are having a laugh. N- no. It's a scanner then. It's basically. a scanner. It's well, a 3D scanner. They call it a digitizer. So... Are we one step closer to having a 3D photocopier now? Yes. Because you can get scanners now, can't you, that have got printers? Yep. So could they make a 3D printer with a scanner on the top? That's how this is going to work. You put your thing on the top. What can you scan? Simple objects. Okay, like Star what? Wars toys. Oh, right. Wow. That's uh, quite I'm good. I'm just waiting for the Star Wars toy. I'm going to get one of these just so I can make loads of Star Wars toys. Well, yeah, but if you could make lots of Stormtroopers... We'd need loads of stormtroopers to act out all the battles, wouldn't you? How big an object can you put on this? Could you put, say, a frying pan on it? Mm, maybe. Okay, what about a cup? A cup, definitely. Okay, cool. So you could potentially make loads of cups? Yes. And how much does this scanner cost? It's £900. Right, yeah. Suddenly it's not as a... Yeah, but this a... is this is first generation. Yeah, I, I suppose mean, they'll get cheaper. It will get cheaper as it goes to the mass. Do you think that we're getting close to the point then where you will literally be able to take any object and put it on a scanner and just have a perfect copy made? Well, you can't really. No, but you couldn't when they first start. I mean, I remember printers when they first came out. Yeah. They were just dot matrix printers and they printed these uh, black and white, very bad printing. And they made horrible noises like... Exactly. And now... You have color laser printers that you can put something on and it comes out perfectly. Yeah, they make so, a sort of like a... Yeah. Are we having no, sound effects this week, do we? <laughs> yeah. I thought we'd improve the podcast by having sound. But what I'm asking you is, is it possible that the 3D printing scanning is going to develop in the same way? So in 20 years' time, you'll just be able to put an apple on something and then it'll just make a perfect copy of an apple. In theory, yes. That's amazing. It's a bit like Star Trek. Yeah, but I just thought of something. Go on. I can't do a sound effect of a laser. Lasers are silent. Well, in, in films they go, doo-doo. We've got some mobile phone stories for you. Ooh, can't have a podcast without mobile phone stories. Three big stories this week. The first huge story is that Microsoft have bought Nokia. Are they changing the name? No, but I think this is probably the end of the road for Nokia now. Well, it will be though, because Microsoft bought them. Microsoft are terrible at making stuff other than Windows XP, mice, keyboards. Yeah, webcams, they make good. They they do make good joysticks. Yeah, all right, okay, they do make some good stuff. Joy pads. Yeah, okay, games consoles. Yeah, they're good at games consoles. Mm. All right, maybe they're not that bad, but they're rubbish at making phones. Right, the point is Microsoft bought Nokia, so no more. Cheap Nokia phones. It's all going to be really expensive stuff from now on, I think. With no start button. Yeah, and no snake. No snake. Probably not. They'll probably have solitaire on there. What instead. about the <inaudible> sound effect? No, it'll just be replaced by the Microsoft startup sound when you when your phone rings. How does that go? Um, bum 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 bum. You can't say bum. Okay. Dun 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 dun. That's better. In other mobile phone news, while we're talking about mobile phones. You know Android, the Google operating system that goes on phones? Well, they've announced the name of the next version. Uh huh. It's going to be called KitKat. So you can only phone people when you're having a break. Oh, I should have seen that coming. The other thing that's happening is that they've teamed up with an antivirus company, and they're going to put antivirus in all their Android phones. Which antivirus company have they teamed up with? It's one that you've never heard of. Right. I don't even remember the name of them, but they're not... One of the big ones, like Norton or McAfee or anyone. Right. I'm surprised you haven't got a joke about that. What? Like, oh, you won't get an infection from borrowing your friend's phone or something like that. At least you won't be able to pass on any, any germs by texting. Well, you can, texting. can't you? You're head breathing all the time on the handset. Think of how many <sighs> ear infections about, you can well, get from I was thinking more about the virus aspect. Yeah. Well, the infection is a virus. Well, you made a joke about the Kit Kat. You could get, so... like, fungal warts on, on your lip and stuff mm. from, from a phone that's been... We're going into territory that's nothing to do with technology now. Okay. You don't have to be posh to listen to the Dead Air podcast. You don't need four years, no claims either. That was a good jingle. I like that one. Have you heard about the Oculus Rift? Oculus Rift? It sounds like something that was in an episode of Star Trek. No, it's not that. Uh, it's basically uh, two TVs bolted to your eyeballs with a. Uh, Surely that would be very heavy. It is very heavy. You have to strap it to your head. Your your a typical telly is like at least ten kilos. Well, they're only about seven inches in size. Oh right, I, I was thinking of the telly in my living room. So we have got full stereoscopic um, 3D bolted to your head, right? As a pair of glasses now, so you you you're all you're seeing is just what's on the screen, no surround. Okay. 110 degrees of line of sight. Okay. Um, when you move your head, because you've got a gyroscope in it, it moves. Is this the one with the woman on YouTube who wears one and they make her go on a roller coaster or something? That's the one, the roller coaster, that actually makes you fall over or PC. Oh, we need to put a link to that in our on our page. So that's coming out very, very soon, about 300 quid. Are we going to get one and have a play with it? I've been trying to get one, but there's a big queue. Mm. So, it's going to be a big thing. It might not, uh, you know, it might take off initially, and then I think people are just going to be being sick everywhere. So, virtual reality is making a comeback. Well, on that note, I want to tell you about the virtual receptionist. The virtual receptionist? Yeah, she's called Shanice. Right. She's a young woman who's projected as a hologram to visitors to this. Uh, North West London Council offices. Can I ask you about the hologram bit? Yeah, what do you want to know? Is it a piece of glass with a projector shining against it, or is it two projectors (laughs) where the... Are you suggesting that all they've done is put a pane of glass and a projector behind it? That's what they do these days. No! It's It's a proper hologram. Probably not that. It's a proper hologram. Probably a proper hologram. Because usually when these pop groups and stuff have these holograms, (laughs) it's just a sheet of glass. Are you you honestly saying that the council would spend £12,000 on some perspex and a projector yes well let me tell you more about what Shanice does okay okay because this is amazing this is going to revolutionize the way you think about Tammy. can you ask her out on a date um i don't think she responds to questions you know in she's not very virtual then is she do you remember that film um what's it called irobot yeah he goes to the crime scene and the doctor's there yeah, and he asks the doctor something. There's like, also a scene in um, the Time Machine, the, the modern version, where they've got uh, one of these in the library. Yes, yes, you're right, but the one in the Time Machine is a bit more advanced, I think. Yeah, that doesn't use a sheet of perspex. That uses <laughs> that's a proper hologram. Well, that basically uses projectors bouncing well, off the, each other. The classic one is the one in Star Wars, which isn't interactive at all. It's just a recorded message. Oh, they're, they're interactive now in Clone Wars. Yeah, but the the one that of Princess Leia where she's put in... Oh, that, no, that's not interactive. Right. Okay, well, the one in um, iRobot, hmm. he can ask it questions, but the doctor says, oh, I can only answer certain kinds of questions or something like that. Okay. Well, this one, you can't ask it anything. What it does is it tells you where to go for registration. It tells you where to go? <laughs> it tells you where to go for registering births and deaths. Okay. Marriages. Yeah. And um, she does have a limited number of questions she can answer. Right. So think about this in a bit like, you know... So when you can the, go, where can I go and get a uh, register for a marriage? And do you think I'm marrying the right person? Yeah. And she'll say, marriage forms are over there. That's all I can tell you or something like that. Right. Or you can say, where are the toilets? And she'll tell you where they are. Okay. But if so you maybe say, people be thinking, I've got a rash on my bum, yeah. she won't ask you to show it to her or anything. Because her responses are limited. Right. Now, the funny thing is, we've actually got this system in our local town council. How much did we pay for it? Oh, I think it was about 80 quid. 80, blimey. Yeah, it's uh, it's it tells you the same information that the virtual one does. It tells you where to go for marriages and deaths and births. Yep. Tells you where the toilets are. Mm -hmm. Tells you where the offices are. We call it a sign. Right, and can you ask this sign about... You can ask the sign anything, and its responses are limited. So it's exactly the same as this uh, virtual system. Uh, And we've got that for 80 quid. Yeah, and we've had it for probably the last 20 years. So these guys in London really don't know what they're doing. We want to thank you for listening to us. But glad you like the dead air podcast show. Can I uh talk about um how can I put this adult content? Oh God, yes, what do you want to talk about? Well, um, three hundred thousand searches have been made, right? And you know, I just wanted to talk about it. It wasn't me. No, I, I, I don't know what you're talking about. No, the Houses of Parliament. Oh, yes, of course. You know, the Houses of Parliament, yeah. Yeah, so 300,000 attempts to look at... Adult content. Dodgy stuff on the internet. So do you think the Prime Minister has been going to dodgy websites? They've recently announced that they're going to ban adult content, aren't they? Well, maybe they're getting in while they can. <laughs> <laughs> you mean news spread around the Houses of Parliament that the law's like, coming in? The law's coming in. And everyone was like, quick, download as much as you can. What's Parliament's response been? Um, probably spyware, something like that. So they're just all saying it wasn't them. It wasn't me, no. It's funny because it's like when customers bring computers in and they say, "Uh, I've not been looking at anything dodgy on it, but my my son was using it yesterday and now it's not working. Maybe the people in Parliament could use the same excuse. What, you mean their sons came in on some sort of like bring your kids to work day? Yeah, or maybe they were visiting their parent for a lunch break or something. Work experience. Yeah, something like that. It might be just be a student who got a job there, part time or something. Of course, there could be a room in the Houses of Parliament where they've got people just all day, every day looking at this stuff for legitimate reasons. What would be a legitimate reason for looking at adult sites? Well, maybe they're just seeing how bad it is, right? <laughs> you'd have to you'd have to show some sort of expertise in that area. You'd have to provide some evidence of your experience in the field. That's it. <laughs> 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 Percy Jackson, Sea of Monsters. Right. Sounds like kind of a Disney. Is it Disney? Something to do with them? I don't think it's Disney. But it's. Uh, live action or animated? A live action kids film. Okay. Family friendly film. Sort PG. Of like a Goonies type thing? No, or? it's sort of like. Um, Pirates of the Caribbean? Pirates of the Caribbean for kids. Okay, okay. Gotcha. Um, Actually, no, more Clash of the Titans for kids. Clash of the Titans, okay. Lots of Greek gods and things in it. Monsters and things like that? Yeah, well, it's called the Sea of Monsters. So I'd imagine it's got a lot of monsters in it. Well, it's got one sea monster in it. Okay, is it scary? Eh, Not really. Okay, marks out of five... Two and a half stars. does sound. Exactly. I saw the two D version of this actually. I, I should have, seen... you know, I normally try and see the three D films. Surprised at you? I you, know. You, you do usually watch three D films. Yeah. I just had this ink, you know, this feeling that this film wasn't going to be that good, mm. so I didn't really want to spend. Was it, it a real three D or a fake three D? Uh, apparently, real. Mm. Okay. I went to see Kick Ass Two. Uh huh. Which I didn't really think was that good. Um, it was a bit silly, a bit over the top, and. I would say only really worth going to see if you're a big fan of the first one. Kick-Ass. Yeah. But if you are a fan of the first one, you would definitely like it. But for non-fans, I'd say it's a no-go. So Kick-Ass 1 is better than Kick-Ass 2. Yeah. Kick-Ass 1 is more... See, I made him say Kick-Ass 1. (laughs) Shut up. There's no such film as Kick-Ass 1. (laughs) We're not going to go down that route. The original film is more believable, I think. Even though it is fantastic, and it's about superheroes, mm. it's kind of like it could be true. It, you, can, you can just about stretch the realms of uh, possibility in far enough to think, yeah, this could really happen. Okay. But the sequel is just completely ludicrous. Remind me how many stars you gave it again? Three stars. Three stars. Speaking of superheroes, isn't there some Superman news? Big news. Superman sequel has been confirmed. With Ben Affleck set to play Batman. Hey, Hang on. Superman news is being confirmed. Superman sequel. Yeah. Do you remember the Man of Steel film? Yes. What's Batman got to do with it? Well, he's going to be in the sequel. It's what? going to be a follow-up to the Man of Steel. Right. But Batman's going to be in the film as well. I mean, you know, isn't it enough that he's got his own movies? I think that this is a move by the studios to just try and cash in on the popularity of Batman because Superman's not really as popular as Batman. Right. Everybody loves Batman. So it's kinda like the Deadhead podcast with Nick Lee and then they're gonna get Robin to try and you know get it. What are you saying that you're Batman? Yeah I'm Batman. Batman? Batman It's Rob's rant of the week. You could do the rant this week. I'm 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 okay. Right, my rant is about crikey, that was quick. The stupidity of this rule that I saw the other day. They're going to ban small mobile phones in Britain. Right? Why? They've made these phones now that are the size of a keyring for a car. They're tiny, and the UK government is going to ban them because they're worried that they're going to get into prisons and prisoners are going to be able to use them to keep in touch with the outside world. So hang on, let me write. right. They've made phones that are really, really small. Yeah. And the government is going to ban them only because you can smuggle them. Yeah. Now, what world do we live in where you might be able to smuggle something into a prison, so instead of making the prisons more secure, you just ban the object? Especially mobile phones. That is the dumbest idea ever for three reasons. Go on, then. Number one... Yeah. If you are so inclined, hmm. all you got to do is get one of these phones from abroad and then take it and smuggle it into the prison. Can't you just send it in the post? Exactly. There's a myriad of ways to do it. Hmm. So it, it renders the ban redundant, useless, ineffective. the second ineffective? Point? The second point is, even if these phones didn't exist, which they haven't done for the last 20 years people have still been smuggling mobile phones into prisons. Of course. They've been doing it for years. So to ban mobile phones that are small on the grounds that, well, you know, they're small, so people just make it harder to get stuff into the prisons. And the third point. This is the beginning of a slippery slope. Because if you're going to ban little mobile phones Uh on the grounds that, someone might smuggle them into a prison. Hmm. Why don't you just ban everything that someone might smuggle into a prison? I mean, if that's the logic for banning it, ban cigarettes. Someone might smuggle them into a prison. They should ban soap in prisons. They should ban anything that you can smuggle into a prison. Or, here's an idea, make it harder to smuggle stuff into prisons. Why is it so easy to get stuff in there anyway? You know, there's people in prison doing drugs. How the hell are they getting the drugs into the prison? I mean, what is going on in a world where these people are locked up? They're not supposed to have any cool stuff because they've done a crime. And they're still getting weed and stuff. Oh, it, it really grinds my gears. It gets my goat. in my view, the prisoners shouldn't have direct contact with their visitors. There should just be a glass partition there. You can talk to your friend. You can you can see them, but there's no passing of any stuff. I can, of course, the problem. solve this problem. A device that turns off all mobile phone signals within a certain radius. Like a frequency jammer. Yes. So they could install these in prisons, and then no mobile phones would work. In France, they install these devices in libraries. To stop people using their phones? Yeah. Why don't they just do that in the prison? Because we have a stupid government. Then, when you smuggle your phone into the prison, you won't get a signal, and it'll be completely pointless. They need these devices to be allowed for certain distances, obviously. Even employers could put it in their place of work to stop people using their mobile phones while they're supposed to be working. And that is why it's completely stupid to ban... Little mobile phone. The thing that gets me is, well, the reason why they're using mobile phones is because they're phoning their contacts in the outside world, arranging deals and all that. Well, if TV has taught me anything, it's that prisoners who are on the inside still run criminal organizations. Of course, that's the reason. Now, in prisons, uh, I know for a fact that they have these um, blue pay phones that you... Again, again, I know this from TV. um, ...that you gain credits on. But the disadvantage for the prisoner, I suppose, is that everything that you say is being recorded. So you can't really organise any bank jobs no. or. So therefore, or, you need or, mobile phones. Yeah, or maybe they just like playing Candy Crush Saga. That is very true. Because people keep inviting me to play that. You're listening to the Dead Air podcast with Nick and Rob. La-da-da-da-da-da. Are you on LinkedIn? I I am. In fact, the last person that added me on LinkedIn was Kev Orkeean. Do you think LinkedIn is any use? Well, he's about the third person I'm LinkedIn with, so no, it obviously doesn't work very well. Some people say LinkedIn is the businessy version of Facebook. Do you think that's an accurate? No, because I haven't seen any silly photos on LinkedIn. Nobody invites you to play Candy Crush saga on LinkedIn, i You're obsessed with Candy Crush Saga. You wouldn't believe how many people invite me to play that game. No one's invited me. LinkedIn is a social network for professionals. So you have a profile on there. This is for the listeners who may not know what LinkedIn is, obviously. I know you know what it is. Yep. Well, actually, not actually, to be fair, that's not strictly true. All I know is that professionals get in touch with you and say, I'm such and such, and this is what I do. And then that's about as far as it goes. So it's like a business card. Yeah, you're right. It is essentially. Is it any business more than card. that? Does it do any more than that? Um, I suppose that the idea of it is that if you are looking to employ someone, you can look at their LinkedIn page and look at the CV and stuff. Yeah, but it's a bit more than that because people can endorse you. So previous places you've worked at, your boss might put a little write up about you, saying how how good you were at doing a certain job. All right. Okay. So it, you know, it's it lets you have like an online. Are you on LinkedIn? I'm on it, but it's not been updated oh, for years. I'm, I'm going to write something on your LinkedIn page then. Oh, wow. Okay. I look forward to reading that later. It won't be anything good, obviously, but I'll write something. Why would you not write anything good? Well, why would I write anything? Do you, you not anything? think I'm good? Not really. Why do you keep me around then? Just... You must be an idiot if you're keeping a member of staff on who's not very good. See? Ah, At backfired. I, I don't have to turn up. <laughs> I suppose if that's the justification. Um... The point is that LinkedIn is this thing for business people, Mm -hmm. and this week they've announced that they're dropping the age of registration from 18 to 13. So that means now that children can have a LinkedIn account. So that's quite handy. Why is that quite handy? Well, because when you're 13, you're you're looking for jobs, aren't you? So you can say you're 13. And hang on, which world do you live in? You've got experience in the burger van industry, and you've got experience waiting on tables. And have you ever met a 13-year-old? They don't want to work. Well, I worked when I was 13. In fact, most 18-year-olds don't want to work. (laughs) Did you work when you were 13? Well, yeah, but we come from a a different generation. I I had my first job when I was 11. But you and me come from a different time where, you know, the way that we were brought up was that you went out and you worked and you earned your money and that's how you got by. Kids nowadays, they don't want to know. They get everything handed to them on a plate. Yeah. So 13-year-olds do not need a LinkedIn profile. And I personally think it's just daft. You are listening to the Dead Air Podcast. Well, Rob, we have come to the end of this week's podcast. It's full of technology. Yeah, we've done very well. What did you think? It's full of technology. You've just repeated yourself. That's true. Are you just bowled over with all the technology? What, have we left anything out? There are two stories we didn't get to. All right, go on then. We'll just do them briefly now. Right. One is the Xbox release date. Mm -hmm. Microsoft have announced the next version of the Xbox is coming out on November 22nd. Wow, that is soon. It is. The PlayStation is coming out a week after. So there's going to be a big battle for the Christmas hotspot. But my memory of previous occasions when these things have come out, it always happens the same. They sell out in the first week and then they don't have enough stock. For several months. And everyone just complains that they can't get hold of them. Yeah. So what they should really do is wait until they've got enough and then release them. Because the, the ones that will win are the ones who make of course. more who, consoles. Whoever's got the most stock is obviously going to win because yeah. they're going to have the stock to sell. Exactly. What was the other thing? They should put us in charge. Well, you know Lenovo, yeah. the company that makes laptops? Yeah. They have announced that all their laptops from now on with Windows 8 are gonna have a start menu installed. That's not new news. We've been doing that for months with Lenovo laptops. Well, we've been doing it, but now they're doing it themselves. Oh, you mean in the factory? They're gonna do it at the factory. So when you buy a Lenovo laptop, it's gonna have a start menu. Now I'm going to make a little prediction here. And I think that other laptop manufacturers and computer manufacturers are gonna follow this idea and they're gonna start including their own start menu. And it's gonna get so bad that the next Microsoft update will just put the start menu back because they'll be so embarrassed that all these companies are just putting the Well, they're start putting menu. the um, start button back, aren't they? Yeah, but it's about? not the menu, is no, it? No, the menu is the thing we're missing. Windows 8 has no start menu. It has no My Computer icon. You can't get into the control panel. You can't open My Documents very easily. And it's just not very intuitive. No. And, uh, you know, they need to sort it out, really. But they have sacked the guy that's running the company. Well, yeah. Officially, he's stepping down, but it does look as though he has been sacked. And the rumour going round is the guy who is responsible for the Nokia buyout is actually going to be the next CEO. Ooh. So, uh, What does that mean, then? Well, who knows? Does that this, mean we're going to have this, snakes as a game on Windows? This This all could have been being orchestrated for months in advance. We don't know, do we? Maybe Bill Gates has been behind the scenes pulling some strings. Who knows? But uh, the next year is going to be a very interesting one. And we at the Dead Air Podcast will keep you up to date. Well, we'll try anyway. Thanks for listening, everyone. And uh, we're going to wrap it up now, and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. listening to the dead air podcast for more information go to www.deadairwebsite.com what's forrest gump's password oh i don't know i haven't tried hacking it um probably chocolates one forest, one Fancy an evening of magical family entertainment? Why not go and see Paul Daniels' first UK farewell tour? A completely new comedy magic act that will leave you completely baffled and amazed. Visit www.pauldaniels.co.uk for ticket and venue information. Book now and see the world famous Paul Daniels and Debbie McGee at their best. Now that's magic.